creative journey is not an easy one. We're here to help. The Lightning Rod is a safe space to talk about branding, marketing, business, and the creative industry. Today's host is Min Win. Hello, my name is Min Win, and you're listening to The Lightning Rod. All right, folks. So for today's lightning question, can you separate an artist from their work? And you guys read the title, you know what we're here to talk about, so let's just dive right into it. J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter books, has recently received a lot of backlash for her comments about the transgender community, refusing to call people who menstruate menstruators, instead reinforcing that they should be called women. And she doubles down on these statements in her blog post online. She has tripled down on her stance on how she feels about the transgender community. It all comes off as very exclusionary and has really devastated a lot of her transgender fans, her LGBT fans who are in support of the community, and also her ally fans. So many, many people in the community are very deeply hurt by her comments, I myself included. I myself am a non-binary person, and her comments have really devastated me as a reader and as a former fan of her work. But Daniel Radcliffe and many of the other former cast members of the Harry Potter series has come out in support of the LGBT plus community. Daniel Radcliffe's response, I'm going to really dive into today, is that he said something very profound in his remark back to hit the fans and the LGBT community is that these books and the experiences that you have felt reading them is sacred. The experience that the reader has is sacred. You can own that, that is yours. And there's nothing in this world that can take that away from you is basically the gist of what he said. I paraphrased a lot of it, but that's the overall gist. And I was really touched when he said that. And I really wanna dive in to two schools of thought that I've been seeing circulating the internet concerning this debate. So there's a lot of fans who have posted memes and jokes saying the Harry Potter books are authorless now. There is no author to the Harry Potter books. And Mariah Carey is the new author. We're disowning JK Rowling. But then there's another group of fans or former fans, I should say, that are saying, no, we cannot separate the author from their work. They take their biases into them. They take a lot of their personal life into this work. So let's dive right into it and talk about some literary criticism. Finally, I can use my English degree. You see, mom and dad, my English degree wasn't totally worthless. So what I've been seeing going on on the internet now is two schools of thought really battling with each other. And both schools of thought are good for their own reasons. So the first school of thought that I've been seeing is new criticism. So new criticism, if you guys are not familiar, is a 20, a 20th century form of criticism that really looks at the work of text by itself. It looks at the piece of art or literature as its own separate entity away from the author, and yes, even away from the feelings and thoughts of the reader. It just looks at the written word at hand here. And it can be very useful. New criticism is valid in for its own reasons. For example, a great use of new criticism is to look to see the claims that JK Rowling made about Albus Dumbledore. 
So after the books have been published, she came out on social media and was very vocal about Albus Dumbledore, in fact, being a homosexual man. But with that being said, what I would use new criticism for is I would look at the body of text. So with that statement, the author just made that statement that Albus Dumbledore is homosexual. A new critic from that school of literary criticism would not even would acknowledge that the author said that, but then would do a close reading of the text, would look and really dive into the words and the meaning and all of the evidence from the written word. And as you know, there is very little evidence. And really, frankly, there's no evidence, in my personal opinion, of Albus Dumbledore being a homosexual man. There is no implication of it in the books. People have tried to find them. I can see some of their points, but it's not enough evidence for me if I were to look at this through a new critic lens. Okay. But then there's another school of literature criticism called historical criticism, where the author does matter. The author's life matters. If the author is dead, what was the whole span of their life, the whole span of their career? If the author is alive, we want to look at that as well. Like what is influencing them at the time that they are currently writing? Another big point of historical criticism is the time period in which the author has written their book. So for example, it is gonna be a very different experience and there's gonna be a lot of cultural nuances in reading a book written during the 1930s versus an author from the year 2020 writing about an experience from the 1930s during the American Great Depression. Even though they're writing about the same period of time, it's going to be very different reading from an author who's actually currently living through it versus an author who is separated by a whole century away from that moment in history. So I'm going to create a very clear example for you guys. A great example of this is Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice is a very famous novel and a very beautiful work of feminist literature. It's been praised by many in the feminist community. It's a really amazing window into the time period of what it's like to be specifically a white British woman living in the 1800s, dealing with certain areas of systemic misogyny like marriage and property and the distribution of property from the inheritor. It's really fascinating. It's a very interesting look into the time period. However, it comes from a white female perspective in the 1800s, and it's going to be very, very different than, for example, in 2018, a woman of color wrote a spinoff of Pride and Prejudice called Pride. So her name is Ibi Zuboy. I think I completely butchered that um, pronunciation, but she came up with this book and it's amazing. It's absolutely phenomenal. I've just finished reading it and it's such an amazing spinoff of Pride and Prejudice where it follows the Afro-Latino experience. And that is very different than a white British woman's interpretation of Pride and Prejudice. So they take with them their experiences, one as a white woman in the 1800s and one as a, a contemporary woman of color in America, writing. And it's fascinating. It's really a fascinating dynamic because um, pride goes into a lot of issues that 
affect the black community like gentrification like light skin versus dark skin colorism and a lot of issues about what it means to be an afro-latino person and what that dynamic is like so it's really really beautiful and it's important to make that distinction between the authors those two separate authors living in two separate time periods with two totally different experiences so let's go back to jk rowling as an author and her historical context matters her upbringing matters it all goes into her books her portrayal of native americans her portrayal of Asian people, her portrayal of people of color in general, her thoughts and feelings on all of these social issues play a huge role into her books. And many people who are more into the historical criticism have really reviewed her work and they have seen textual evidence to support these claims that, hey, there's some other problematic areas in this book as well. And we cannot separate the author from her work because she takes her background into the work itself. For example, there's very few people of color in the actual Harry Potter books. There's one prominent one, which is Cho Chang. Goodness me. Like, that's like if I had one white character and if I named him Human Bob, okay? There's some examples that some people point out to anti-Semitism in her books in how she has coded the bankers at Gringotts as Jewish people. There's people's thoughts, feelings, and opinions about how she has portrayed the concept of slavery in her books with the elves being enslaved. There's a lot of problematic features in her universe. And it's only after looking back at this and looking at the criticism that has been brought forth People are really reevaluating her work and they're keeping in mind the historical context that she's writing in. They're keeping in mind her background as a white person, as a white woman. And they're also bringing into context the time period that she grew up in where LGBT rights maybe not have been as widely accepted as they are in 2020, especially in um, the country that she came from and in the Americas as well. When the books were finished publishing and when the books have all been released and the movies have been all finished, there was still a huge push for LGBT marriage equality, especially in America. There's a huge push for LGBT civil rights. There still is a huge push for LGBT rights and there's still a huge struggle in our community, but there has been slowly and slowly and slowly been a higher and higher acceptance rate of LGBT plus people. So with that being said, that cultural context matters. That matters so much because most likely, more often than not, that's probably what triggered her to come out and say that Dumbledore is actually gay. It kind of, you know, quote unquote, gives her some brownie points, you know, as a progressive author, even though there's nothing in the text to really back up that claim. So all these cultural things, these historical contexts of the time period, they matter in the decisions that the author makes. It matters in the way the author wants to portray their books. And it's important to keep that in mind moving forward, reading the text. So I like new criticism. I do. I really do. It's really great for pointing out things like 
the point that Dumbledore is actually gay. There's nothing in the text to look at it. If I were just to take that statement and just look deeply at the text itself, there's nothing in the text to support that argument. And if I look at historical criticism to look at the author's life and to look at the social context of the time period, all of these things matter. And all of these things play a huge factor into how to read a text. So I take a little bit from both worlds and I take a little bit of new criticism and historical criticism. However, with that being said, I tend to lean stronger towards historical criticism because I find it very impossible to separate the author from the work as I've just listed with the examples below. So this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I want to conclude back to what Daniel Radcliffe said about the series itself is that, yes, I do agree with him, is that you as the reader are just as much a part of the equation as the author, because these things do not exist in a vacuum. They exist in a society. They exist in a whole network, okay? So new criticism really looks at just, again, the text itself, and it excludes the author, but it also excludes the reader. But I firmly disagree with that. The reader brings their own window and their own set of experiences. The reader could be a cisgender white person, the reader could be a person of color who is transgender, the reader could be a bisexual person, asexual, etc, etc, etc. They take their own experiences and their own view and their own reflection of reality into every piece of art that they look at and they bring their own unique and equally as valuable perspective. And it creates an unspoken relationship between the author and the reader. Even though I have made may have never met J.K. Rowling, I have never, probably will never meet her, it does create a relationship of experiences merging together through this one work of art. So that's important as well to keep in mind, that you as the reader are valuable in this discourse. You as the reader and the experiences that you face reading this book matter just as equally. All right. My name is Minwin, and this is The Lightning Rod. I hope this episode was helpful. And I want to hear your experiences reading these books or your experiences with J.K. Rowling's comments, if you're willing to share, how did they affect you? And how did they affect maybe your friends or your family, et cetera, et cetera. And also with that being said, a little bit of a last minute disclaimer, it's been a minute since I have been an English major. So if I messed up with my interpretation of new criticism or historical criticism, let me know in the comments. And hey, you guys are awesome. I love you all. This is Min Win signing out. Did you know that we have an entire content library for you to learn from? Check out our website for more information. Thanks for tuning in today. The Lightning Rod is powered by the creative folks.